That was awesome. I love worshiping on Sundays with you. Good morning, kids. Um, like I just said, I do love being together each and every Sunday to give our thanks, praise, and honor to God. So I have to tell you something. Um, I've been thinking about you all week. Um, and the reason for that is because I've been thinking about that story I told you last week. Remember the story of the Apostle Peter and John healing the lame man? Well, do you remember the lame man was carried every day to the gate called Beautiful? And at the gate, every day, he begged. And remember how Peter and John had no silver or gold to give to the man, but they gave the man what they knew was the greatest good they had? Do you remember? Do you remember what that good thing they shared with the man was? That's right. They looked at the man in the eyes and wanted to give the man the best thing they could give anybody. They wanted to heal the man in the name of Jesus. You see, Peter and John knew the joy of knowing Jesus. They knew that Jesus was the hope of the world. They knew this because the Holy Spirit enabled them to know this. And because they now knew that joy, they wanted to share that joy with everyone. That's why they looked at the man in the eyes, straight in the eyes, and they made that man look at them too. And then Peter told the man to get up and walk in the name of Jesus. Remember all that? And then Peter took the man by the right hand. Oops, this is my right hand. And immediately the man's feet and his ankles became strong. And the man was no longer lame but could walk. The man was walking. And not only was he walking, he was jumping because he was so happy. Last week, I didn't tell you how old that man was. Do you know how old he was? He was 40 years old. That's a long time to be lame. Can you imagine not being able to walk for 40 years? That's why he was jumping, because he had never jumped before in his whole life. But not only that, he was praising God because he used to spend all his days outside of the temple. But now he was able to walk into the temple courtyard and join everyone else. He was healed. He was restored. He was saved in the name of Jesus. Well, that's not the end of the story. You see? That's why I was telling you that I was thinking about you all week long because I couldn't wait to tell you the rest of the story. You see, what happened was crowds gathered around the man who was healed because people were amazed at this miracle. Think about it. You know, the same man sat sitting and begging every day for 40 years, and then he's brought back into the family of God. So when the crowds gathered around the man, Peter, bold Peter, told the crowd that this man had been healed in the name of Jesus. Peter reminded the people that they had handed Jesus over to be crucified. Then Peter declared that Jesus had risen from the dead. And then Peter urged the people to repent. There you go. There's that word again. Just like he did on the day of Pentecost. Do you remember when he boldly preached to the crowd and he told them to repent? He told the crowd to turn back to God and have their sins forgiven. Peter wanted everyone to know 
that Jesus was God's promised Messiah and that Jesus suffered and died, but he rose again from the grave, that Jesus was alive. Again, Peter was sharing what was the greatest thing he had to give to people. He wanted to share the good news of Jesus. But here's the thing. The captain of the temple guard and the priests and the Sadducees, they were alarmed to hear Peter preaching that Jesus was alive. They did not like what Peter was preaching. They did not like it at all. They didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah, God's son, who had come to save all people. So they seized Peter and John and put them in jail, put them in prison. But you know what? When Peter was preaching to the crowd before, so many people were convinced that Jesus had risen from the dead, that the number of believers who wanted to follow Jesus grew to 5,000. That's right. That's a lot of people, 5,000. So the next morning, Peter and John were brought before the elders and teachers of the law and in front of a man named Annas, who was the high priest. These temple leaders were very upset. They asked Peter and John, by what power or what name did you do this? And again, just like on the day of Pentecost, Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and he boldly answered, it is in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, who you crucified, but God raised from the dead, that this man who was all his life lame is now standing before you healed. Peter told them boldly that you can't be saved by believing in anyone else. God has given people no other name except the name of Jesus under heaven that will save them. So the temple leaders were shocked by how bold and Peter and John were. Because Peter and John were speaking courageously like experts who had studied God's word all their lives. You see, Peter and John were ordinary men with no training. But they healed a man in the name of Jesus. And the man who was healed was right there before the temple leader's very eyes. So these, these leaders were lost for words. They didn't know what to say. So they took Peter and John out of the room while they decided to discuss what they were going to do. What can we do, they asked each other. They were saying, everyone has seen Peter and John perform miracles, so we cannot deny it. Everyone knows that the lame man is healed. We can't hide that. So they decided, we're just going to have to stop Peter and John from speaking about Jesus and doing anything in his name. So Peter and John were brought back in, and then they were commanded not to teach in the name of Jesus anymore. But Peter and John replied, listen to what they said, which is right from God's eyes, to obey you or to obey God? And then Peter declared, as for us, we are going to continue telling others what we have seen and heard. Do you know what that means? Peter was saying he was going to give testimony of how good God is. He wasn't gonna stop. He was just gonna say what he saw and what he knew. 
As you can imagine, this made the temple leaders even more upset. But they couldn't punish Peter and John because so many people saw and heard about the man who could now walk. And as a result, so many people were praising God for what had happened. So since the temple leaders couldn't punish Peter and John, they let Peter and John leave. They let them go. So what do you think Peter and John did when they were let go? They returned back to all the believers, all the people who said that they wanted to follow Jesus. And they reported what the chief priests and elders had told them. And when the believers heard what they were telling them, you know how they responded? They responded by raising their voices in prayer, telling God about the threats that were made against them. Don't you love that? The believers all turned to God. You see, whenever we are scared, nervous, or don't know what to do, we should turn to God in prayer. Tell God everything. Do you know what else they did? They all pray for boldness. That's right. Not only did they tell God everything, they asked God to get, make them bold. They asked for boldness so that they could continue to tell others about Jesus and to do miracles in Jesus' name. I absolutely love that. They knew that believing in Jesus meant sharing Jesus. So when they finished praying, the building shook. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking bravely about Jesus to everyone. Doesn't that remind you of Pentecost? Not only that, the believers, they were united. What that means is they agreed in heart and mind. That means they got along because the thing that they had in common was the hope in their resurrected Messiah, Jesus Christ. So do you know what they did? Just like after Pentecost, the new believers didn't view their possessions, the things that they owned as just their own, but they shared what they had with others. So if they had a really nice house, they shared the house with each other. If they had like things that others needed, they shared them as if those things didn't just belong to them, but it belonged to everyone. More than that, from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them. Isn't that amazing? Then they would bring the money that they got from the sales, and they would give the money to the apostles, who would then give the money to anyone who needed it. One such a man was Barnabas, whose name means son of encouragement, son of help. He sold a field he owned. He sold it to help those in need. We'll hear more about him in the weeks to come. You see, the story I started last week, it didn't end with a miracle. That's not what the story was about. The story is about how God performs miracles using ordinary people so that others may believe so that the family of God gets bigger. God shared God's heart with these ordinary people. And when these ordinary people, through the Holy Spirit, understood God's heart, they were able to live boldly in Jesus' name, sharing whatever they had with each other. Even when they were captured and thrown in prison, like Peter and John, they still lifted their hands in praise, because every time they boldly shared about Jesus, more and more people 
repented. More and more people believed in Jesus. More and more people started to share their joy of being saved with others. They counted the cost. And nothing was greater than sharing what they knew was the greatest thing in the world with others. Do you agree? Do you think Jesus is the greatest thing in your life? If so, are you boldly sharing? Do you share what you have with others? Don't you want to be the ones who tell the whole world how good God is? So can we be the kids who say, God is good? All the time. All the time. God is good. Amen. So let's pray. Can you open them? Shut them? We confess Jesus is Lord. Open them. Shut them. We are totally on board. Open them, shut them, give your hands a clap. Open them, shut them, now fold them in your lap. Let's pray. Dear God, we want to be like Peter and John and boldly share what you give us. We want to share things with others about how you're the best thing in the world. We want others to know how good you are. Help us to be a good witness of your love so that when others see how we love one another, they would know that we belong to you. Help us each and every day. We pray all of this in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Kids, you may quietly work on your activity sheets now. <laughs>